Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Psychovetical podcast. I'm your host, Andy Kirkpatrick. It's a very windy day here in Galway, sunny Galway. The sun's actually shining. That's amazing. Um, so tonight, uh, so this this podcast is uh, it's quite good actually. It's uh, it's a conversation with Hazel Finley, uh, the famous Hazel Finley. Now, before I uh, I uh, uh, play that conversation, uh, it is a conversation. It's not a. I'm not interviewing Hazel. And the main reason for for calling Hazel up was I wanted to uh, like discuss the idea that uh, cli- is climbing selfish. Uh, it's kind of an interesting thing to talk about. Now the problem is is Hazel is um, one one thing I really like about Hazel is not that she's a good climber. She's also I would <laughs> I would say she's. Um, She's not someone who's easy to pin down. Like she kind of makes her own way in the world, and she has her own she has her own thoughts and all this kind of stuff. And that that's going to make people be like, "Oh my god, I've got my own thoughts." Uh, but you know, she's she's uh, she's a really good person to to have a conversation with because she's you can sort of throw some uh, some sort of crazy things at her, and she won't just get like you know like <laughs> stop the call or whatever. Um, so there's so it's a very uh, it's a very broad conversation. We talk talk everything from some climbing related stuff about mental illness, about uh, uh, Donald Trump and Barack Obama, all, all all sorts of stuff. And there are things in here which will uh, upset some people and offend some people, and some people will uh, may never listen to this podcast ever again. But you know, I, f- I feel like. Uh, just as I feel like this 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 podcast has uh, really good listeners, you know, like I'm very I'm very I'm very uh, selective of who listens to this podcast. So you know, if you don't if you don't like this conversation with uh, like I'm you know, I'm I'm not your average average stupid person, you know. I'm, I'm you know I'm <laughs> but anyway, but, but Hazel is like a super smart person, and I feel if you can have a conversation like this with someone else and at the end of it you know it's kind of it leaves you it leaves you with things to think about then I feel like it's uh it's, you know it's a good it's you know it's, it's good it's not it's not just uh, like both me and Hazel have spent a lot of time talking to people over the last two months and a lot of the conversations are kind of you could just you could phone them in really like they're, they're they don't really mean anything but I think this conversation's good and and there's so many things in this conversation like you could go off on you could probably do like 20 podcasts you know just going off and exploring some of the things we talk about but we just you know it's we're in we're in different places and it's it's hard to you know really dig into it so I hope, I hope none of the things we talk about upset anybody 
and uh, and if they do, it's you know that's just the way. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's quite good to be upset by people. And I uh, and I don't think she says anything. There's nothing she says that will get her into trouble. So that's that's the main that's the main thing. She just says she had she had some bad experience with the NHS. That's probably you know that's probably quite you know you might might have some impact on her. But you know what what the hair. So anyway, so I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And any you know, I'm happy to hear any feedback. And uh, and uh, and the next next week's podcast we reference in here. Uh, a tweet about me talking about mental health and um, that will probably be the next podcast I'm a, I'm a week late from mental health week but I wanted to do a podcast probably probably based on maybe it was podcast number two or podcast number three uh, like a follow-up on sort of mental health and mental resilience and things so I feel like you know people are people are a little bit worn a bit thin at the moment so you know if, if I, I'm going to sort of have a little talk about that my ideas about that kind of thing so um anyway so i really hope you enjoy this this uh, podcast and if you you know if you find things in it which are interesting then please share it to the people and if you uh, you want to unfollow this podcast then uh you know that's that's fine okay goodbye yeah it's all so we'll start we'll start the podcast and, okay uh, so so the podcast is starting <laughs> <laughs> So um so this so today we're talking we're talking I'm talking to um Hazel Finley who is uh uh like 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 everybody else she's like trapped in a in a in a room somewhere she's in a little cell there uh, yeah. I've got I've got glass walls in my cell so it's, it's I've got fun. quite big windows Oh very nice Is that yeah. your is that your house Yeah I thought you should be living in like a VW van um, yeah, I changed about a year ago. Bought a house, and now I'm, I'm like a real person now. Don't live yeah. in a Spanish van. Do you own like a husky? Do you walk around in your underwear with a husky, <laughs> getting photographs of you, like looking into the distance, showing your no. ass? That's, that's the way to make a lot of money these days. Yeah, I know. I'm missing out. Actually, I mean, <laughs> I think I could make more money if I did something like that. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever have you ever listened to the lyrics of um, Anaconda by Nicki Minaj? Uh, no, is it a rap song? Yeah, but it's a really good. It's a really good way. It's a really good to look, read the lyrics, see how much money it made, and then consider whether it's worth being successful. Like, <laughs> like if if try if trying to do something really good is the way to be successful, or it's just something. It's a, a different kind of game, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't know how well like tuned into that I am. Um, maybe you you. Well, just like this sort of, um, we were talking about that guy, that first like amazing YouTuber guy. What's he called? Like Petey Pie or something. Oh yeah, Petey Pie. Yeah. Um, it's just like, you know, what was it about him that made him so successful? Because I don't really get it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've not listened to his, watched his videos. I mean, that would probably be a star. But um, he's not like saying anything that good, and he's not especially funny and. No, it's weird, it's isn't it? Quite weird, yeah. But people love him. They're like protesting for him to be saved and <laughs> stuff. I don't know. <laughs> but then, like, it's like cult. At least, yeah. At least if you were in a cult, like a good one. At least, like the Maharishi, whoever it is, the guy who's telling you stuff. You know, it's like stuff you could have on a fridge. Like they say things that are kind of cool, aren't they? You know, like <laughs> L-, L. Ron Hubbard. If you ever speak, see him speaking, you know, the Scientology stuff. He's like really. Yeah. It's like amazing. He's a terrifying person, but it's amazing the way he speaks. 
can really imagine how we were you like wanting to sign up i think i think uh, yeah i think the i think it's in some people some people are always joining some cult or other aren't they they're just Mm, it's like in your it's in your nature i think it's maybe a working class thing maybe i think no because scientology is a rich rich people person thing isn't it oh yeah no scientology well you haven't got enough money they're not interested in poor people uh true yeah you know like poor people are not where the not where the money's at that's where the that's why you know like in 1984 have you have you read have you read 1984 yeah that's the interesting bit is that all the all the poor people all the all the proles they're left their own devices they don't they don't care about them so Mm. all the party members are all like the middle class kind of people so it's it's yeah. like a bit of a debate about politics with someone and they're just you know if you go and get your car your window mended in your car and you're like you're talking to the glass fitter and you're like oh you know jordan peterson you, you know see what he's talking about at the moment he's like don't know what you're talking about mate <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. of fill, course he doesn't <laughs> they don't like, but they don't like fill their heads with all this you know all the all this stuff that other people do so it's uh so maybe maybe cults are you know, maybe maybe like Christianity or Islam is for poor people. That's their. But Catholicism is kind of like it, it's all about wealth, isn't it? Or that's you know, it's a wealthy establishment. But um, that's a lot of because the thing is, although poor people can't give much, there's loads of them. So if they all give a quid, that can <laughs> that can go to quite a big. <laughs> like Red Nose um, Day for God. Cathedral, you know. <laughs> yes, in this house, I'm living with two like real 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 staunch catholics because i mean right. i mean i'm in ireland here there's a lot of people right. are catholic and people always oh people always say i'm like oh, i don't believe in god but i believe in something you're like well that just means you believe in god but you don't want to tell you don't you feel a bit embarrassed to say it but here people really they really believe it they really believe it it's really interesting you know mm. people say i'm not i don't believe in god but i believe in something i'm a, spir- a spiritual person um so it makes you yeah, it makes you feel it makes you feel like you're the odd one out here. Where in England you don't like if someone says, if you have like a meal and you know everyone's you know you're all sat on the table and one person's a Christian, it's like oh I yeah I, I pray I need to pray before I eat. Everyone's like oh my god what a crazy person. This is <laughs> if you're in a meal where everyone else is about to pray, you know you're in America, you know like people start mm-hmm. praying and you're like shit I'm not praying I better <laughs> I'm going to pretend to pray. Or something. <laughs> Well, so are you praying then, or you know? No, no. But I, I do think it's a good. It's probably quite good to pretend to believe in something. Just go through right. the motions. Like I've been to mass quite a few times, and I've really appre- I really, like, I took my kids to mass, and they were like, they were literally like laying on the floor because it was so packed. Like they, you couldn't sit down. Yeah, if all these Polish people pray, probably, but they were so packed that they couldn't sit down. So they were like sitting on the floor to begin with, and they were like laying on the floor, like going oh this is so boring this is so boring and i was just like i was thinking like have some respect you know like <laughs> if you're in the you know if you're in a mosque or you know you wouldn't be like that you know you'd you'd you'd, you'd plan yeah, yeah. It was that weird kind of cynical thing yeah it is really scared. weird that isn't it like how white westerners or westerners in general how they can be so disdainful towards uh christianity or if you're a Buddhist, you're, you're Catholicism, but yeah, if you're a Buddh- Buddhist or a Muslim or a more <laughs> exotic religion, then all of a sudden we have to be really respectful. Yeah, um, it is weird, that isn't it? Yeah, like if it was... I find myself doing that, you know, like I mock Christianity, but 
It's in your default. I think it's your default settings, though, isn't it? You have to. Mm. You shouldn't really mess. You know, it's always like don't don't touch your default settings because that's you know what you might become a Christian. You know, when you you see like really you read like really really intelligent people, and then they're Christians. You're like, what? How can that? How, yeah. you know, how can that be? And it's it's it's. I think I'm kind of halfway there to under to understanding it. I think having lived in like an Islamic country and having lived in a Catholic country. And then having lived in an atheist, a country where everyone's an atheist, I think there's, uh, I think we're like maybe more bigoted in England. We don't realize it, but the way we, the way we look at other people, it's like, oh, you know, well, you can, you can have your religion because you're obviously less, you're not, you're, you're a foreigner. You're, you're not as sophisticated as we are, but you're English. You should know better not to not believe in fairies or whatever. It's a, I think it's yeah, I think it's really fascinating. It's like a, it's think it's like a manifestation of our of how insane we are, religion. The same with like technology, maybe yeah. like sending a rocket into into you know sending a rocket with a car in it into space. You know, we all that's an amazing thing, but it's also like a crazy thing. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's got some utility to it, I guess. <laughs> I feel like we've covered a lot of topics in the first oh, yeah, five sorry. minutes. <laughs> I, just had a, I just had a meeting then, like a business meeting with someone about doing coaching, some coaching kind of thing. I wasn't really listening to what he's talking about, but we just end up going on these like mad tangents. I was telling him about, he was like, a, I was telling him about this idea of having, you know, geotagging where you go around. Like yeah, yeah. So, you, so you have that, but it's to do with sex and you have to tag where you have sex. We have to have sex where there's a folly. And it's called like folly fucking. It's like follyfucking.com or something. This is my this is my idea to make millions of pounds. And I'm telling this man on the foot on the Zoom about my folly fucking idea. And he's this really serious guy. And I just and I stopped. I was like, when I finished, I was like, my God, what's wrong with you? Like, this guy might give you some money or employ you, and you just not anymore. Him. You just ruined yeah. it. You just always yeah, just always blow everything by. <laughs> having no filter but <laughs> do you think do you think that when you're in a situation where you're not where you should have a filter that's when you've got less of a filter it's like this weird reverse thing so like if you're on stage in front of loads of children are you more likely to mess up and say something rude yeah. than if you are actually just with your mates yeah yeah i guess you've got you don't think to say the people closest to you you don't really speak to them do you <laughs> you just you just Fill it life full of chat, like oh, that's why it's good to like read the same book because you got something to talk about or watch the same television <laughs> program. Otherwise, you just like you don't know what to talk about. You're like, oh, sh- should we have a baby? You know, that's it. It's like, should we have a baby? No, I don't know. Let's have a baby. You talk about having a baby for like ten years, and then you have a baby, and then you talk about the baby for like till they leave home. Is this personal experience? Or it's what? Probably, it probably is. Like. <laughs> You know, you need you need something to you need something. To, what can we talk about? Like Game of Thrones. I've seen it though. Like you know, <laughs> arguing about what to watch on Netflix. You know, like, <laughs> if you actually, you know, you, you can get like a, an app where it, it looks at how many where your fingers are on your computer screen on your computer keyboard. So you know, if you press like the the T a lot, you like it's highlighted. So you can tell what kind of what you think what you press a lot on your computer. You should do something about conversations. Like how much of the conversation is actually useful. You know, or just like fill in the silence. Yeah, like I've noticed in this house, it's always like, oh, it's, do you want the heating on? You know, mm-hmm. you, oh, it's a bit hot, should I turn the heating off? And I'm like, <laughs> what are you like, having for dinner? 
I'm, I'm that, right well. from now on don't ever talk to me about the heating <laughs> I can turn it on or turn it off I don't care like you've never asked me I've never felt cold and I never felt hot so it's either not working so it's just like one of these things where it's like don't know what to do I'll just ask this question like oh the weather's the weather's nice or where's the cat or you know it's a but that, no, Finnish people are like that I don't know if you've been to Finland they you don't stay really quiet say, yeah, they're just kind of really, really, because they always say like Europeans always ask, always ask a question with the answer in it. Like, oh, do you think we're going to miss the bus? <laughs> That's a statement, really. Isn't it? Yeah, so, it's, so they're always like, why are you? It's okay. Yeah, it's kind of weird. What, what was that? What was our point? Yeah. So, but maybe that's the thing when you go climbing, you don't really do much talking. Do you? Oh, do you? If you're on a long uh, trip. Yeah, I don't know. It, there's things you can do in the climbing day to escape conversation, isn't there? Like I, I like hanging out with, do you, ever, do you ever find that, you know, it's quite tiring sometimes to like meet up to see your mates when all you'll do is chat. Yeah. Whereas it's nice to spend the whole day together where there's like some chatting and then there's like other things going on as well. Yeah. Cause otherwise then it's a bit like an interview. It's like a bit like being on a podcast or something, isn't it? It's like, Oh yeah, Stop asking each other questions about what they've been climbing. up to. <laughs> what was the first boots you had? What's the longest rope you've ever used? <laughs> like, oh Christ Almighty! <laughs> yeah, because maybe do you know, like on the YouTube video, you don't, you can't monetize monetize it unless it's over ten minutes long. So people might take something that's actually only one minute of of speaking, but they'll stretch it over ten minutes to try and get some. 20p out of it is that what you do right now you're counting down the minutes you're like yeah. yes that's another quid <laughs> that'd be like point zero 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 one pence but like i think it's the same in books often you've got like one idea that you could probably get into a a, twi- a tweet probably but you have to expand <laughs> it over like a hundred thousand page words it's well every non-fiction book i've ever read i think it could have been cut in half yeah I, I often just now i barely finish books because i just i'm like oh yeah I sort of get the point now do you know what i mean but then they keep expanding and keep expanding and it's often not any deeper it's just like another example of the point yeah. you've already made yeah, and you're just yeah. like I'm, i get the idea now like you could have wrapped this up yeah i feel like a lot of those things non-fiction stuff could just be long essays really like Is micro it, books maybe it's like a dissertation where the, the publisher has asked for this many words because mm. a lot of a lot of ideas are really like I, so yesterday i did this tweet and it was like are we suffering from an epidemic of mental weakness not mental illness if that's oh, yeah, if, i saw that i didn't bother to read the comments though because i thought that yeah like people would go off on one yeah I read it, them now. And, it's, and it's also like if this makes you angry then why and then lots of people get really angry and uh but you are a bit like that aren't you you like to rile people up but I don't, it's not like I, you know. If if I was a, if I was a therapist now, I'd say to you, but it's not. You can't make people rile up. You know, oh, you I can't make you feel. I can't. You you know. You choose how you feel about something. Not anyway. That's that, that's the Buddhist way, isn't it? Yeah. Or the but stoic way. But it's in, in, in you know this idea. You should never attack the person. You know, you should always attack the idea. And mm. people they often get put themselves in between uh, yeah. the idea and the. Yeah. The, you know, so it's. It's a kind of a weird, and it, even in the question, you're, you're telling someone in the question, you're asking why are you feeling angry at this question, and uh, but, but you could take that one that one tweet 
and you could write a whole book about it. I could write about my kids and my own childhood and blah, blah, blah. And you could spin it all out into a hundred thousand words, but does it need to be longer than 20 words? <laughs> I think it's all to do with the publishers, isn't it? Because they don't feel like they can charge a tenner for a book that's not that long and they want yeah. to charge a tenner instead yeah, of a fiver, yeah. maybe something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because most, most climbing books, is like we went on our holidays, we got to the top, and then we came down, and that was it, really. Maybe someone died. But, <laughs> you know, like, if you read, like, Lynn Hill's book, it's like I went climbing in every chapter of this book, and that's the, <laughs> that's the end. Apart from when I didn't tie my knot and I fell off. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the best bit. But, yeah, you know, because I'm, I'm writing this book at the moment. That's why, and, I, don't, that's why I don't read climbing books. Yeah, it's quite hard. It's like, yeah. it's like Andy Kay's book. We've read that, Learning yeah. to Breathe. It's all the stuff about being a miner is really interesting. Mm. And all the climbing stuff, it's like, it's just a bit boring after a while. It's yeah, it's a, almost like climbing books are actually more interesting to non-climbers. Like my brother, he doesn't really climb. He climbed a bit as a kid, but then he stopped climbing. And he, he's so better versed than I am on climbing history and climbing books. And you know, he's read your books and he's read like, all of the like climbing great biographies and stuff and he loves them yeah but i'm not interested in them at all because i go climbing all the time like i don't need to read about <laughs> climbing as well yeah maybe it's like someone who's like a historian of like music and then someone's just a great musician you don't yeah. really need, you don't really need to know it do you really all that stuff no but you probably I mean, know I, a lot of stuff that's not in books as well like history no i don't i'm so bad at climbing history but you know, like uh, little stories about John Redhead or Johnny Dawes or... Yeah, some stuff like that. Yeah. Personal stuff. I'll remember it if like someone told me a story. Yeah. But I don't know it because I read a guidebook or because I re read someone's biography or something. Did you read yeah. that thing that Grimer said wrote the other day about driving somewhere with Johnny Dawes and Andy Pop and they lost control of the car and, and Johnny Dawes was the passenger and he reached over and he did the handbrake and he's like stopped the car. He did this like amazing um, maneuver, but he was a passenger of the car. Whoa, that does ring a bell in my mind, actually. I don't know if uh, Johnny will have told me that story or not. But it's like one of those stories which no one would ever write that in a book, but it's like a really good little... Yeah. It tells you a lot about Johnny Dawes. Yeah. And the way he was like really cool about it, and Andy Pop didn't even realise that yeah. he'd, he'd done it. So it's... But no one ever writes <laughs> those down, those, those kind of things, do they? No. They're more interested than the, the climbing stuff. What were the holes like? yeah <laughs> some people like that though to be fair like some people do get into that stuff i'm yeah. not that person but lots of lots of people are into it i know someone to like a ricky bell slideshow and he was literally like talking about every move on all these on all these routes and like you know real climbers like really really loved it because mm -hmm. it was like oh how do you you know how can you know, i guess you're always like trying to find they're going to tell you something you could use you know like i always like cross my little finger and my index finger together <laughs> and I'm on a flat hold and it, it mm -hmm. increases my power and you're like oh my god that's I'm gonna have to try that next time you just make mm -hmm. it all up you know <laughs> like if Dave McLeod starts telling you you should always stick your chin out when you're climbing by like stick it out fairer than normal you'll climb a lot harder that's people will start all everyone start going out like climbing with the chins the chin sticking out but <laughs> I just hit my face against the wall I think I think Simon um, Simon Pantin maybe told me that story. He was climbing in, Tuolum, in uh, Fontainebleau and he couldn't do this boulder problem. 
And this old guy came out of the woods and was like, you need to stick your chin out or something. And he did. And then he managed to do this boulder problem. So I've always, it's always made me think, you know, you know maybe that, maybe it was like, the, you know, like Dumbo with his feather in his trunk. <laughs> you know what I mean? You get that reference? No, not really. Okay. You can't I'm fly with to... a feather. I remember. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. We don't need it. So is it just like in Peter Pan when they they think of happy thoughts? Is that it? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I've not read. I've not read Peter Pan. I've never not read Dumbo either. But yeah, I've only seen the Disney films. Of both. Yeah. There was someone the other day, like it was a, an interview with someone, and he just had no references. So he was like saying like. Everything was like, oh, do you know, I once saw this thing on a fridge, this like this these this this court on a fridge, or then he was like, I once saw this bumper sticker. Like every all these references were these like references from films or bumper stickers or fridges. And it made me think like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. You should just pretend like, oh yeah, as the Dalai Lama once said, it is better to be a pancake than a you know, than a pizza or something, you know, like but you never want to just I think I think it's really amazing when people are really truthful and they say you ask them something and they go, I don't know. I don't know what that is. What is that? You know, you say a word and they'll say, you know, I don't know what that means. Like most people don't. They go like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Vanessa's been going around saying um, forelocked all the time. And I'm like, no, it's fairload. Oh, right. <laughs> She's like, that? why has no one told me it's fairload? I'm like, I don't know. They probably just think you're stupid. Uh, or they think that she's really smart and that they don't know what the word, word is. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, macho. Yeah. Oh, you saw macho. What's macho? Macho. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, like, I, used to, macho. I thought rogue was regu for a long time. You thought what was what? Rogue was regu. Just it's, <laughs> it's, anyway. That's a proper dyslexic thing, isn't it? I think, yeah. But there's but some words. Have you noticed that there's some words that you don't ever say in conversation, but you know them just because you've read them? Oh, yeah. Or there's some words as well that you never, ever spell. Or someone's, like someone's name. Write them down. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're just like, oh, well, I've never written that word before. That's weird. And it, yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's, I once did a, I once met Jim Danini, and he was like, you know, a famous Patagonian climber. Mm. And it was weird because in the Peak District, working outside, and suddenly, like, Jim Danini, who's this, like, god of climbing, like, walks into the shop, you know, this American famous climber. Mm. He kind of walks into the shop and, like, oh my God, it's Jim. And then I, I didn't know how to pronounce his name. Like, I knew I could read it. But never right. said it. I was like, Jim did the, 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 the you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was an idiot. So, so, so we should. Yeah, so we should. Um, we should carry up. We should start with the subject of this of this podcast. All uh, right. Yeah. Which is the uh, the idea of selfishness. Cause only because I saw you. You wrote. You wrote a thing on Instagram about. Yeah. It's climbing selfish. Did you get yeah. any responses? Oh yeah, I got loads of responses. Actually, it was like a, one of my most trafficked posts. All Most right. people were in uproar that it could have even been suggested that yeah. it was uh, selfish. Selfish people were like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But you're an expert in this, aren't you, Andy? I am, yeah. <laughs> I have a lifetime of wreckage. In your wake. <laughs> <laughs> you, so in your, so I was going to, I was thinking when, you, before we get into the question, would you say you, you're the, you're the, you're the like, the product of selfishness like would you say your parents were selfish my dad was yeah yeah my mum wasn't at all she's like the most giving person in the world yeah 
Yeah, but she was. She's not a climber. That's the thing. That's why she wasn't selfish. Yeah. <laughs> she her passion was her work. She's a head teacher, and that's what she, which is all about giving and helping others. <laughs> yeah. Um. Whereas if your passion's climbing, it's not. It's not really. Maybe if you teach or something. But, yeah. But no, I don't. I don't think climbing's selfish. Um, no. But yeah, just like I said in the post, right? It's, it's, your, it's your mindset around it, isn't it? It's um, it's do you let your passion um affect other people negatively? Yeah. Like, if you like abandon people or rude to people, or you're just not fun to be around because you're just talking about your project and you can't talk about anything else, then that's a bit selfish, isn't it? Yeah. But I guess it takes like two people, doesn't it? Really, someone to has to al- allow it to happen. Mm, you know, someone has point. someone has to be the martyr or and i think there's actually a need in people to be like it's a terrible thing to say i'll get into trouble saying it but some people want to be kind of abused in some way mm-hmm. um it's like in their it's much easier to be it's much easier to be abused oh. than it is to be <laughs> no I don't, I don't mean in you know you can you can tell that how, how you want it but it's much easier to be abused than to abuse someone else is it because it is passive. it's passive yeah um it, yeah i don't know whether it's easy is the right word though because there might be a lot more suffering so the suffering's not um, the suffering is some suffering is something i think it, yeah like if you look at all religions there's a lot of it in there about suffering you know there's a lot of there's a lot of like we we seem to have a desire to be sinners and to to be punished and things. I don't know why. I don't know why that is. But maybe it's some mm. form of growth or something. But Nietzsche be... had a lot to say about this, didn't he? Um, Nietzsche. 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 Why? Nietzsche. No, no, Nietzsche. <laughs> Nietzsche. <laughs> Nietzsche face. <laughs> Nietzsche bum. Um, in what's that one? Superman. That book. Yeah. Um, just that we've got. We just. Uh, Oh, the meek will inherit the earth, isn't it? It's all about that, isn't it? About how yeah. actually the victims are the rulers, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I definitely met, I know people in my life who have just constantly been abused by people. But, they, but, they, but sometimes you were just like, why do you let, it, why do you let them do this? Why do you let this go on? And it's a really... But they're they're almost like a, they're almost like a religious figure, in that they're so they're so pure. Because by, they're a pure victim. They're the pure victim, and everyone yeah. in their life like is horrible to them. But they kind of invite it. They, it's a it, there, there are you know it's a very it's a, it's one of these it's a very important question thing to talk about. But it's one of these questions no one's going to talk about. But mm. you know, there's there's even been studies where people. Of, you know, I've asked like, why did you do this to this person? And they're just they're on some kind of animal level. People like, oh well, that person, they were, you know, the classic thing is that they were asking for it, which is, which is, you know, it's it's a dangerous thing to say. But you, you know, it's like, why, why do people, you know, you have people in your lives who are just not have nonstop bad luck and terrible things happen to them, and they often make a lot of really, really bad choices, like again and again and again and again. That's in that's like kind of one aspect. But the people who are who are like who are abused by people who are selfish, like look after my kids or work, you know, 
18 hour days or, you know, people prey on those people. But I think they get something out of it in return. I don't know what it. Do you think it's just like, it's almost like two different types of ego that kind of like, it's, it's sort of like a symbiosis because it's like that idea that like lots of very insecure people become bullies, don't they? Right. It's like yeah. they hurt other people to bolster their own egos. Yeah. But then I wonder if like the opposite of that is like, allowing yourself to be a victim in some ways bolsters a, an ego of a different sort like a victim's ego or something yeah um like you're, but then like i think you're... people are just victims by just like straight up bad luck as well you know oh yeah definitely. um you know like lots of people are just very unlucky in in life so i don't think i think there's some people who could be seen as victims but they're not inviting it they really hate it they wish they weren't victims but I think I think the pe- I think the people who like luck has dealt them a bad hand, they generally don't portray themselves as victims either. Yeah, they don't feel like victims. They don't act like victims. Yeah, yeah. they're just like, oh, that's so fucking unlucky. I'm going to try and do something about it. But where other people look on and like, I wish I was, wish I was disabled. You know, I could wish <laughs> I, you know. But there's a, there's some really weird stuff that now I think that's a, you know like on this mental health thing. I sort of showed this thing. Is it Rose, the woman who plays like Batman in the latest um, Batman thing? If you look at her like bio on uh, Wiki, the woman that plays Batman is not Batwoman. Oh, Batwoman! If you look at her like her bio on Wikipedia, you know the first thing about her life it's all about you know being abused, being bullied, being um, you know like all these things that you could probably take anyone's childhood and make it mm. sound horrific you know mm. like i've got the start of your talk is like that isn't it it's like look where i lived it was hor- terrible i was so poor in bolton yeah. <laughs> Hold <Not> the same. <laughs> but, but i think the thing is with all these with all those talks is to then subvert it and say like this is the best thing that ever happened to me you know mm. this was being grown up like this this was the great the greatest gift ever and people are like uh, you're not supposed to say that it's supposed to be like a Charles Dickens kind of you know thing yeah. so so you looked at this woman's biography and basically she's like saying I'm you know I'm I'm a wounded abused 200 million dollar person in the bank successful actress you know where where I think a lot of people don't have that and it's something that a lot of young people don't feel like you're anything unless you're nothing unless you've got some some massive trauma like if you're in a, if you're in a soap opera you have to be the character who's like, oh, like feeling sorry for this person, you know, like. We love the underdog, don't we? Yeah. That's the thing. And that's maybe why some people like to be victims in some way, because you see it in climbing a bit, don't you? It's like, um, you know, people like to be the underdog, don't they? They like to be the one that people don't expect to be um good like I noticed that in my own climbing right like before I was a professional climber and people knew who I was and stuff like there was so much I did enjoy like my ego enjoyed that whole like oh that that random blonde girl walks up and no one expects her to be good and then I am good you know and you feel like like, a bit special now everyone expects me to be better than I am you know you're like a superhero and and I sort of like watched my friend Maddie go through a similar thing because then she she was sort of the underdog you know she like started climbing a bit later and like no one expected her to be good and then now she's really good and you have to learn like to 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 like deal with people's expectations in that way yeah 
Um, do you know there's a weird thing about people? I don't know if it's the same with climbing, but like, in, so like, so someone like like Elon Musk, everyone wants him to fail in a way. They want all these businesses to go bust, and they want him to lose everything. <laughs> it's almost like ha, see, yeah, yeah, you know, and you know when his rocket blows up, you know, half the people, yeah, are like, yeah, ah, says you're right. But in climbing, we, it's not quite like that, is it? We don't. You, we don't really, want Adam Andre to break his leg, do we? No, no, it'd be really. I can't really think of anyone. I can't think of anyone you wish them unwell, really, in in climbing. You know, not yeah, climbing. maybe it's because they're. Yeah, why is that? But do you not think in, cli in climbing you are, you can never be this pathetic? But you know, you have to be the strongest the strongest version of who you are. All that code you have. I'm a pathetic whatever. As soon as you start climbing, you're like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna have to." You know, like someone wants to commit suicide, you take them rock climbing, and they're like, "Take, take! I'm coming off!" And you're like, "I thought you wanted to kill yourself." And like, change your mind. Have you ever done that in real life? Uh, I have. I have climbed with people where I, w I did kind of worry they might kill themselves. <laughs> oh God! And I think that's scary. happened. I think Dennis Gray went climbing with someone, and he untied from the rope and he jumped off. No so way! It does, it does happen. Oh God! So, so yeah. That'd so, be pretty bad if that happened when you're climbing well Just i think there's a, there is that out and you may commit suicide yeah i guess like, well some some forms of climbing like mountaineering is a form of suicide anyway <laughs> yeah but you know like, when, you, when you get the you know when you like when you're actually doing it it's a bit like now like everyone has this we're all living in our um, subjective reality in their houses and as soon as you go outside and you leave behind channel 4 news and bbc news you go out and you go, actually, things are that bad outside. You know, I almost can't see what the problem was. You know, like I was going to commit suicide this morning and now having gone for a little walk, I'm feeling a lot better. So you're so saying that the, the news and, and social media is depressing and... It's not just depressing, it's, it's, it's create, it creates like a mania and psychosis in people. You know, you can, if you get like, if you get people around a table, you can tell who reads the newspaper and who watches the telly and who... Who doesn't like my? I've got a relation here, and every time, they, every time now again, they come and they like cover their mouths up when they're coming near the house. And right, and I was like, you know, they were talking about the World Health Organization, and oh, isn't it terrible, Donald Trump and the World Health Organization? And I was like, I was like, do you like, like just look into what's going on with the Ch China and that kind of stuff, and it's not nothing to do with Donald Trump, and you know, and maybe like maybe like read outside of the news you watch she said well, i watch channel 4 news itv news bbc news and i was like exactly you know but 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 she's like absolutely terrified like you know be, like beyond beyond the most terror she's ever had in her life and you see it you see you see it less now thing i think most more people are becoming like accustomed to it maybe you know like the blitz after a well, while but also like we didn't really know what it what was going to happen at first we yeah. didn't know how bad it was going to be. But he wanted it to There's be really so bad. many unknowns, right? Yeah. yeah. I, there, I guess there are There's the unknowns, and then there's the unknown unknowns. Have you remember that? There's <laughs> the no unknowns. There's the no unknowns. There's the unknown unknowns. And there's the unknowns. <laughs> that's, the, that's the big thing. Um, how can a known be unknown? I guess there's a lot of un there's a lot of unknowns that we know, uh, but there's also unknowns we don't know. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, if it was created yeah, in a yeah. laboratory, which it probably was, you know, if someone says 100% it wasn't, that means it probably was, because you can't be 100% sure it wasn't. 
But if you are, if or you, say, you could just say that they they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, if someone said they don't, we don't know, then that's valid. But if someone says one hundred percent it didn't happen, it's like, well, yesterday you told me it is. You can catch it, and you can catch it multiple times. Then today you're telling me that's not true. And then tomorrow you're going to tell me the opposite. And you've been telling me this for two months. I think I'm I'm not really listening to what you're saying now. I've kind of switched off. So, mm, but yeah. um. Well, yeah, I think it's it is it, like hindsight's a terrible thing, isn't it? Why? Because you're because everyone's like, oh, we should never have done this, and we should never, blah blah blah. So oh, regret, yeah. But at the same time, maybe it's good to is maybe it's good to listen more to the people who at the beginning said, having looked at human nature and you know institutional cowardice and how these things all kind of work. It's a I don't like to talk about I don't like to talk about the thing anyway. The, the virus. The virus thing. It's a bit boring. So, you know, your, your Instagram thing then. So, you know, if someone reads that, then they assume that you don't think the virus is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. That's so, what so, people read, right? They, they read that and they say, they think, he doesn't think the virus is a big deal. Therefore, he doesn't care about my nan that died. Yeah. Yeah, like I think people always, what's that thing you should always, you should always, uh, it's always best to think people are stupid rather than like they've got malice. Like they, they don't, they don't yeah, mean, yeah. they don't mean to think you're a bad person, but they just, they're just stupid. Just ignorant. That. That's but what the Buddhist says as well. Maybe it's you should start being a Buddhist instead of a Catholic. <laughs> that's the Buddhist says that also, right? That people aren't bad, they're just ignorant. Um, Okay, well, I guess, I think, I guess it's... I mean, you have know, so compassion I, for people who are ignorant. I think also maybe people always think everybody else is less aware than they are. Like, I must think the same as well, you know. But I, I often think that people betray how little they know by how they respond to what you're saying, you know. So, so if you talk, you know, like, so a good example is, like, I don't really like Barack Obama. Um, but that doesn't mean I support Donald Trump. You know, so if I if I critical of like Obama's foreign policy in like Libya and you know Iraq and ISIS and all these kind of things, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean I support Donald Trump. That means I'm just I know more about it than someone who. So 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 as soon as I would say something, you know, like have you noticed there's a lot less wars going on right now? We haven't got Ukraine. We haven't got all these things. People will immediately think I I'm supporting Donald Trump. So they take a conversation that could be, you know, let's talk about, you know, like the, the, the role of America in the world and what happens when it withdraws, like who fills the void? You want China to take over, you know, they, if you go to Africa, you'll see that the Chinese are like taking over everything. You know, that, that's a good conversation to have, but if it's just like a Trump derangement syndrome, of like, you know, I, mm -hmm. on, on either side, like you love Trump, you hate Trump. That kind of thing. Yeah, well, you, you you can't have like a good you can't have like a good conversation with anyone, really. Yeah, the thing is, like, I probably wouldn't be able to have that conversation with you because I don't know enough about politics and what's either. happening <laughs> in the world. But what I would probably say though is that if someone's really keen, you know, like obviously Obama was better than Trump, right? <laughs> so, like, if you, you know, in, in, in some. You, in some pick which president you want to have and you were to pick trump over obama then i would i would really question your your reasoning i guess i guess um, it, it's, it's hard it's hard to have a conversation about 
the two the two of them is that like i i in a way i think that obama bush all those people are all exactly the same like there's no difference between any of them it's just the continuation of the same of the status quo and that kind of stuff and i'd i'd like to think trump is the some kind of speed bump you know, like trump like the thing the problem with trump is he has no there's no filter between his inner self and his outer self where when you hear like a politician most politicians it's all filtered they're telling you what you want to hear they're never going to tell you they're never going to be honest and we know they're not going to be honest and they tell us all these lies like masks make but you you really or... can't say that trump does not lie i mean no but i think all of it i think all of them what, all of them lie maybe all of them lie but he actually makes lying something that's commendable about a person that's why he's such a hideous character right he's like <laughs> he's made dishonesty a good thing like it's a, it's like a quality that people like in him you know that's what his fran- fans like about him that he's so dishonest to get away with it i mean oh, how can that person be a leader I mean, that's like the worst quality that a leader should have is dishonesty. And at least like the others pretended like they were honest, you know? I guess so there's like, there's, there's like sort of, I don't know, I, I feel like with all these things, it's so hard to, like, you know, the, this Scott Adams thing, where you're all watching two different movies at the same time. You're like, I don't, yeah, I've, it's Scott Adams, the guy that defends Trump um, a bit. He doesn't, dis- he, doesn't defend, he doesn't defend him, but he says that, He's a genius. Like he's a, he's like a crazy he's genius. He's playing a crazy long game or whatever, right? Well, no, like... it, well, not, I guess it's not that. Is that he really? So so a really good example of this is you know when George Bush said, um, "The French have no word for entrepreneur." You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, so we we all we all like think that George Bush is stupid, and we all like laugh about him, blah blah blah. But yet he. I remember having this when I, because I lived in, you know, I live in the UK, George Bush was the devil. And, you know, mm. he was like devil incarnate. And, and then I went to America, I think for the first time, and you suddenly saw George Bush on like TV channels. And he was just like talking, where you only ever got like really small chunks of him. And I was like, God, this guy is like really funny. Like he was a really funny character. And he was like charming and all this kind of stuff. And he was, and people, really really liked him and you were you're like what do you mean like americans are crazy how can they like this guy and yet he got he got in you know he got in voted in twice and when he got voted in the second time it's like i don't understand it like how can they vote this guy in he's the devil but you know and the he doesn't look like the devil anymore i don't think exactly. <laughs> to trump he actually just looks like a normal president <laughs> it's the same if you go back to look at nixon like you know nixon did amazing things like you know, to do with peace with China and the biggest ever um, disarmament treaty and environmental treaty and loads of stuff to do with poverty. But we just see him as this, like, this devil from the 1970s. And I think out with the way everything's filtered is, I think it affects our, our, um, our sense-making in a way. Like, I think at the moment, it's like this General Flynn thing. You know, we had three years of Russian collusion, which turned out to be completely false. And it's completely destroyed the democratic system and it's just, just destroying politics and journalism and everything else. And th- that's like a mass, the biggest story of our age, the fact this thing didn't happen and it was all made up. But no one talks about it. And it's mm. just about like Trump is misspelling things. But these like fundamental things about democracy that are nothing to do with supporting Donald Trump. So it's, uh, but it's a really, it's like, 
and I feel, I, I think part of maybe how mental health issues are partly to do with the psychosis caused by that we, you know, like we get, we get told that Donald Trump is a Russian KGB agent for three years. Like every single time we put on the television, everything we read, everything we, and then it just disappears. Like, oh, it wasn't, it was, it was a mm. mistake. And like, I would have, I, you know, I was saying. Things don't get ago, followed up, do they? There's no follow up. Well, because it's all an illusion. It's <laughs> yeah. all fiction. Not, it's designed, it's kind of making people mentally ill. But the, I think that's the thing that I find most disturbing, how really smart people who are way more smart than me are kind of investing things that are obviously not going to, it's a kind of a cult, I guess, is you really, want, you really want these things to be true because you've invested three years in your life into something. Mm. Do you not also just think that it's a little bit about conformity and you conform to the ideas of your tribe or group? So um, oh, you, can never, you, yeah, you, you can want never. to conform because you want to be seen as a good person, right? Like that's how I kind of think about it a lot of the time. It's all it's like, it's virtue signaling, right? Like you, what you believe and what you say about certain things in politics is to do with how you want to be seen as a person rather than what you actually think is true yeah but it also makes you uncomfortable and it makes everybody else uncomfortable to to have like even now talking about this donald trump thing it makes me feel uncomfortable talking about it because i know that people will listen to it and they'll think oh he just likes donald trump which isn't which isn't the case. Like no one could like Donald Trump, but they can. But see- like from my perspective, like if I it, I just don't think that you feel uncomfortable about anything because you say all sorts of things that are like really controversial. No, but it makes. But it I makes just assume sense. that you don't care what people think. <laughs> no, like this morning because I said that tweet and then I was reading some of the comments and I felt like because people were actually t- took them quite seriously. I had to reply to some of them. And Is that Vanessa, the same tweet that was on the Instagram? I think it was well. on, yeah, and it was on Facebook. I replied a few people okay, on Facebook. Yeah. But the thing is, you're in the middle of writing a book. You haven't got time to really go through all these things. So Vanessa this morning was like, what? Are, you're not yourself today. What's wrong with you? Are, you? are you stressed about something? I'm like, no, 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 no. But it was like just going yeah. in to look at those tweets. Because you're always trying to make yourself, like I spend my whole life trying to help people in a way, like writing books and whatever. Like I don't intend to make things worse for anybody. So, but you, I have this, this desire, like, you know, I spent two years writing this stupid book about abseiling because I don't want people to die abseiling. And um, I'll send you, I'll send weren't, you a weren't, Who died recently? Oh, Brad. Brad yeah, yeah. And then didn't you do something that was a bit too soon, maybe? You said something probably about... The same day, probably. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean... Surely it's just easy to not do stuff like that. <laughs> Never, but I think that I think this kind of, you know, like oh, this guy he was a, like you know when um you know when Ajax is killed by Achilles, you know outside the walls of Troy, you know because he because he trips over his stupid sandals or something, you know that's the day you want to say it. right then everybody, so make sure your sandals are done up properly, you know like. Right. So your thinking is. Everyone's hurting over this, so this is going to have maximum impact now. Like if some, yeah, if, you know, if, if is if, it though, or are people too busy being sad to be thinking no, about? No, they're not sad, really. They're not. They're not. I don't. Think, I don't think people are sad. Like you would, you wouldn't go to his mum and say, "Oh yeah, he shouldn't have been." Like basically, he. But he, his mum might read that. That's the point. But she would agree with me. 
She would agree it was yeah, a fucking Yeah, but she's not going to be talking about abseiling to Brad's mates, is she, on that day? No, if people, if people, if like 100 people came up to Brad's mum and said, oh, he was really unlucky, you know, these things happened, he died doing what he loved. And then one person said he was, he was an idiot. You know, he just made two mistakes and he killed himself. And what's most important is other people don't make the same mistakes. She would be more inclined to think that was a good a good conversation rather than this kind of eulogizing i'll just mm. cut and paste the poem into you know into this forum you know it's better to live one day as a tiger blah 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 you know like all these things like you live long enough you you see this thing these things happen a hundred times you know just it, it's not yeah. it's not how you but maybe it's wrong but that i haven't got any i haven't got that filter though i guess to stop <laughs> right, is that it? And then, and then what happens, like, so you say something, which is what you think, but then you see that it might hurt people's feelings, and then, and then you're like, oh, shit. Or you're not like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah the, I guess you have the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like when Mr. When Mr. Hyde, Mr. Jekyll, which one, which one, whichever one it is, you know, when you go back to normal, you're like, oh, God, what? But when you say go back to normal, you mean just stop talking to whoever it is you've offended. <laughs> yeah, you just go like, oh, why do you, why do you do this? Because I think you really, you really care. I think I really care about it. Like, I don't really care about Brad, but I do really care about some climber who might die because they, they've seen Brad or, or you know, Alex Honnold doing tandem abseiling or similar abseiling. Like for me, Wait, why do you not care about Brad, but you care about the other person? Well, because Brad's dead. It doesn't matter about Brad. Like, I'd care about Brad's mum, and, and, you know, like, I've met Brad, like, I met Brad, like, oh, loads right. of times. But I don't really, he's dead, like, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter. Oh, right, yeah. But I mean, like, you could say, uh, I thought you sort of meant, like, you don't care. Because um, obviously, like, the way I would look, about, look at it is that it, it didn't have to happen, right? Obviously, yeah. it has, but... Um, but Brad was pretty sketchy. <laughs> yeah. He's a sketchy guy. And I know a lot of young men who are like him, who are sketchy guys. And um, That's because they hang around. Scary. That's because they look up to sketchy guys, probably. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm very safe. But yeah, but maybe, think, maybe you think I'm sketchy. No, I, am, I probably am a bit sketchy. Yeah, people definitely think you're sketchy. Yeah. You know, if they read your book and read the... the you on doing these aid things i think that's sketchy wouldn't they that's why i did yeah. think about going up going up denali and not teaching vanessa how to do a crevasse rescue that's that's like that's one thing i often late, like late night thinking about things like oh, why God. would you do that I think you shouldn't have <laughs> why time wouldn't you end. teach that oh so you already did this yeah yeah okay right yeah but yeah. The, i mean i've done loads of things like that though because you know like i i guess like climbers maybe more these days, like they do have a proper apprenticeship, right? Where they go on courses and stuff, but some, some do. I don't go on courses. I never went, like the first time I went alpine climbing, I just wore trainers with uh, plastic bags in between the socks and the trainers, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, um, but yeah, people, yeah, probably still people. It's hard to know, isn't it? Like what's, I mean, I think you could you could relate this a bit to the coronavirus situ situation now, isn't it? It's like, to some extent, like, modern humans are just so hell-bent on minimising risk at all costs, aren't we? It's yes. like, p 
people mm. die. Like we, we seem to be okay with some risk. Like going like if for example, say we had like never had cars up until this point. Everything else was the same, but we didn't ever have cars. And then someone just like made the car and then built motorways. And we did a risk assessment. And then someone said like, this is how many people are going to die on the motorways every year. We'd be like protesting against motorways. Yeah. Like this is terrible. Like what you want, you getting from A to B faster than this time is more important than this many lives. And because that's what we're doing now with the coronavirus to some extent, aren't we? Is that we're, we're weighing up certain things against lives as if we've never done it before but of course we've done it loads of times before we do it all the time um, yeah, until that's, it's that's something that climbers do more better than other people like they like you, you, see you think so more. but then you read some of the forums with climbers and you're like oh maybe not <laughs> I, know, I feel i feel like you, like you must you've done a not a lot, enough climbing where the outcome could end up with you dying when you're doing it or, or worse you know you've done like some hard <laughs> some hard routes and you if you, you know you spend your life thinking about risk and appraising risk and most people don't do that they're always trying to minimize it to the to a point where it's not possible yeah but i also think that people don't even know that they're subconsciously making risk decisions or that they are taking risks every day but they just don't know it like it, you know, when you get in a car and you go on the motorway, there's a there's a certain probability that you'll be in an accident on the motorway, right? It's yeah. not that small a chance. So, like, it's just that people don't think about that because it's been normalized. Yeah. Um. You know, the, you know this thing that, like, in the we we used to have sex. Like, we everyone used to live in the same room. You know, everyone would live in that one room in the past. Yeah. So people like sex was like very, very normal. Like this, the stories, you know, people would be having, you go to the pub, people would be having sex like against the table. You know, like this was, you know, this was like 300 years ago. So, you know, mm. people would just like defecate everywhere and there was no privacy whatsoever. So you'd have like five generations in one room and people would be having sex. But then when people started separating rooms in house into rooms, people started having privacy, you know, so so sex became like something which was hidden so that's where where pornography came from because people became it went from being like a normal thing to being something that was secret and the same could be said for like death because you know like our grandparents probably saw dead people they saw dead animals they saw animals which were they would get a you know like who's ever killed their own stuff to eat you know, if someone mm. died, you would say they would be laid out. You'd see a dead body. Mm. But now, no one sees any. You know, your grandma goes to the old people's home, and then you never see her again. She's next time you see her, she's like in the in the you know being cremated or something. So we've we've become like a really obsessed with death. Like media mm. is full of death, full of killing, full of guns. Games are all about killing things. And uh, so maybe maybe this virus is a little bit to do with that about not really even understanding how many people die every day. It's like an amazing mm. number. There's We're very like, like sheltered from it, aren't we? Like, um, like we just think people live forever, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I was going to say something, I've forgotten now. It's like I shared something the other day, and it was uh, something I saw somewhere. It was all these figures of how many people have died and since January. And it was something like, the many of us have shared it, it was said, said to be like 16 million abortions or something. And uh, and it was the abortion number or 11 million. It was like a really high number. 
in since January. And it, but it had like numbers for people who died of starvation and blah, 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 all these kind of figures. And he was like, really amazing uh, amount of people die, like, you know, die every month or every day. And I just, I think we just have this disconnect, you know, from, mm. from life and death, really. But also from life, like people aren't really having, having babies either. You know, you know, the number of people having babies is mm. massively down. So it's almost like everyone is, is trying to keep the, you know, stay alive as long as possible and not allow any other new life to, to, mm. come, to come in in a way. Where in the past... Hopefully we can mer- merge with the robots. Yeah. Uh, but we can live forever, I don't know. Ready to but be. I think, like, legality, the sort of, like, lawsuit culture is probably a part of it as well isn't it because we've made people culpable haven't we for deaths and yeah um, so that's probably part of it too because everyone's terrified of being sued and we have very high expectations as well i think we're all sold like in the uk you're spending about 50 percent of your income on various taxes and everything else and in return for that you get this control everything should be controlled education health everything on your behalf and i think it's a bit like buying insurance it's only when your house burns down that you realize it, it doesn't work you know or it's very difficult to make it work the same with policing the idea of the police being there responding and protecting you is okay until you need them to respond and protect you then there's no one there mm. so i think maybe now this well. is a- yeah, but then on the other hand, though, it's like we do have social, um, what's the word? The opposite of chaos. Safety net. <laughs> um, no, just things work, right? Like we don't have chaos. Um, we don't have... Like structure. Like, yeah, we... Um, but isn't it... Is it, is it dropping the word. Uh, but like, you know, one of the biggest fears out of this coronavirus was that we'd lose that, that social structure, that social um, conformity and, and we cohesion. would get, yeah, that's it, social cohesion, that's what I'm looking for. Um, and, you know, because you, 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 you just imagine it, right? Like, say, for example, like things got so bad, right? Say that this, this virus, it wasn't the virus that it is, and it's like a flesh-eating bacteria that like destroys your first yeah. Like, you know, we've all seen, like, I think like day week, week one of the lockdown, we watched uh, 21 days later. We saw oh, yeah. Film. Yeah, yeah. Is that a prequel to like 28 that? days later. Oh, right, yeah, that's it, 28 <laughs> days later. <laughs> um, you know, imagine just like if like the electricity goes or like internet goes and you've got no way of, of knowing what's going on at other parts of the country and all the supply chains end and it, it is fragile actually society and it, yeah. even though you say like oh until you want police to come and and sort something out for you yeah I get your point but at the same time it's like um we we don't actually have to kill each other to ask piece of bread either right like things are working quite well and that's because of this like shared belief that if you do something wrong you know the police are there to punish you or that you will be protected and and then there's this thing that's called money and we all believe in that and um it does work quite well yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know um yeah go to somalia and see the opposite well yeah um 
yeah. I think I think a lot of it's I think a lot of the things they work as long as no one uses them. Like I think maybe that's a problem with with a lot of um, you know you create this. Uh, we go, we're kind of going back to this. Well, not selfishness, but like I think you we know, talked like about a, that for two seconds. Didn't we? Well, you have like a fight. You have you have a finite resource to to help people who are disabled or unemployed or ill. But if it but if everyone starts availing of it and everyone feels like they're disabled and you know I, th- I think there was one point where it was it was like you know twenty percent of the UK workforce was on disability benefit or something there was some crazy figure and because so many people like use the system like that way it meant they had this terrible reverse reversal where everyone was being appraised people who were genuinely disabled and you know I guess we're going off the off the topic here but the this, these kind of systems i think are kind of illu- illusionary they're not meant to be used they're just meant to they're meant to feel you feel safe like having a rope like how many times you know you, you don't want to be falling off the whole time you know you want you know if you're on a big trad route it's just there in case you fall off but if mm. everyone spends their whole life just falling off they'll never get, never get anywhere. that's that's my job is to get people to fall off yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my main job i guess it's good it's good to know it's there you have to know it's there to trust it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's I don't funny. Know, like, it's a social safety net. Uh, I don't know. I think I probably do trust it. I think I probably do think that if everything went tits up, then I would probably be looked after. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't want to test it, but that yeah. is what I think. And that is a nice thought. And I think that that's probably, it's better in our country than it is in most other countries for that. Like even in, in the States, right, ha- not having healthcare is such a, it's, there's, there's no net there, is there? It's like, if you mess yourself up, then you're in debt for the rest of your life or whatever. Yeah. And that's often, often, often seems like it's the people in the middle who suffer. Like if you're really, really poor, the system's in place to, to help you. And if you're really rich, you don't need any help. It's often the people right in the middle you know, who, who can't really, who can't get free, free healthcare, but they can't afford healthcare. There's a, there's a weird, I think that, that gap is like getting bigger and bigger. I think like in Ireland, you pay, um, I think, I know like, so in Germany, I think you pay, you pay maybe 2,000, 2,000 euros or 4,000 euros a year healthcare, but it's like private system. And in Ireland, it's similar. So you, you pay like, you know, like 150 euros every month for your healthcare. But if you if you haven't got any money, then you get really good healthcare in Ireland because it's free. You get the same as someone paying yeah. 150 euros a yeah. month. Yeah, so it's. So I actually kind of like that system. I honestly, I actually want to pay more and get better healthcare. Yeah. I, I would actually like that. Like, obviously, people at the bottom shouldn't pay for it because they can't, right? But like, I'm in the position where I would actually rather pay like 100. 200 quid a month or something and be able to just like go and get my bloods checked or something you know like I'd like I literally like I've never used the NHS and every time I do it's a terrible experience I'm gonna get hate for this but like I'm look I'm a fan of the NHS think it's great that we all have healthcare and stuff but I actually actually think I'd rather pay more and get just a bit of a better service I think maybe because just being an athlete in training like you don't just want to not have diabetes right it's like our standard of health is so low yeah i actually want to be like the top top health i don't want to just like not be dying (laughs) yeah yeah 
<laughs> have, have you noticed that when you go to like like in Africa and places, everyone is so fit. They're like amazingly fit. Like they're super. I don't know if you could say that about all of Africa. I think there's definitely a lot of like, health problems. But like the, you know, but the majority of Africa, like a lot compared to the West, you know, a lot of most Africans have a lot, a lot less than we do. But their their standard of living, if you if you don't look at just what what they're living in, it seems a lot higher. They seem to be a lot. You know, I, I don't know if you watch this like Walking with Elephants program that's on at the moment. It's like one of yeah. these some guy walking with elephants. Um, but it's quite good because you actually see, you know, what Africans really live like. They're not all like living, you know, like big pot bellies and stuff. You know, most Africans have like a, you know, they have enough money and they can eat and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, everyone is like so fit and, so, you know, kind of cheery and, you know, they're not like telling you their problems and trying to commit suicide. Yeah. I don't know, but a friend of mine, she's from uh, um, Ghana. And I was saying to her, like, oh, what's like, what's the mental health like in Ghana? And she just like burst out laughing. And she was just like, she just couldn't even think, you know, mm, like, you know, but it's, yeah. but the, it's almost like the more we, the more you have, the worse, the worse it becomes in a way. Like it's a, it's like a, the trap, I guess it is. Well, but, I think it's an, it's an inverse you, isn't it? It's like, a, um, you know, you, your quality of life and your well-being increases um, with your the amount of money you make to a point, and then it starts decreasing. Yeah, I think uh, it's like twenty-four thousand euros. Apparently, that's that's optimal. the optimum optimum okay. amount of money to make. Yeah. And after that, like if you can get a job, you, know, if you can have like a millionaire's lifestyle on very little money. You know, because a millionaire, what they want is time. So if you can work one day a week and you can organize your life. So you have very little outgoing, so don't spend any money. You kind of have all this yeah. free time to do what you want to do. But rather than working, like, rather than, rather than a couple both, walk, both working every day, you know, and never seeing each other, never seeing their kids, yeah. and just getting, and also being in lots of debt and buying lots of stuff they don't want and don't need. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. It's that not, is a trap, isn't it? I think most people are in it, really. I call it like locked in life syndrome, where you can't really get out of it. You know, you can see you can see what a mess everything is, but you, you can't get out of it, and nobody else. You're kind of locked in there. But we've, I've got this. You know, I've got my membership of the gym. You know, I can't. You know, I've got my personal trainer. I can't cancel it, and I've got. You know, <laughs> we book this holiday for next year. We have to. We have to keep paying for it. We've got our car and blah blah blah. You know, so yeah, like I, I remember, like the first like eight years of me being an adult or something. Mate, yeah, yeah, up from like eighteen to. 25 or something um yeah i just didn't have any outgoings yeah it's none i think my phone bill maybe yeah phone bill and contact lenses and that was it <laughs> you know like i bought a car and then i bought a van so there's that sort of thing but that's it and now i've got a house it's a lot different and it's just easy to pick up outgoings isn't it like netflix accounts spotify yeah. accounts, this thing for your computer zoom account you know it's like yeah, yeah. All, all this, it's like a death by a thousand, by a thousand uh, direct debits. Yeah, yeah. We went, went, we spent some, went to this, this Samburu, this tribe in northern Kenya, and we went to hang out with them to teach them how to go rock climbing. And it's funny, like it's like they just build their own house, as in they just get a load of mud and a load of water, they just build their house. And if it falls mm. down, it's like, oh, these houses aren't very really good. It's like, well, I'll just build another one. 
It doesn't cost yeah. me anything. And, but they, they're so happy. And these, when you'll see like a Samburu, like a kid walk across a road with his goats or whatever, and he's, you know, it's like a seven-year-old with like an AK-47, they'll walk across the road and they just hold themselves with the most amazing self-pride and self-worth. Mm -hmm. And then you'll come back to the UK and you'll see like a kid who just looks like he's probably a goth probably, but they just look like they're <laughs> worthless, you know, the way their, their body language and everything else. Probably a goth, probably an emo. <laughs> but it's um. What is that then? Like, how can we get over that? Like, what do we do? do does that mean that if we go into a recession, it might do us all good? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it, well, it, like you meet a lot of people who get made redundant. It's the worst. You think it's the worst thing that's ever happened to them, and it's the best thing that ever happened to them. I know yeah. it's a bit of a cliche, but then there's all the, there's all the people you don't meet who just you know are still sitting in mining mm. towns waiting for the coal to come. Um, I do like people that are honest about that though like you know like some people have accidents don't they and like they end up paralyzed or lose a leg or something and and, and it you know for some people it does end up becoming the best thing that ever happened to them and there's that thing called post-traumatic post-traumatic growth instead of stress um but then it is like so for some people it's just shit <laughs> like, yeah. you know nothing actually good comes out of it and it's just this really shit thing that they have to endure and um you can you can get as much as you want out of it you know try to get as much positivity and learning as you can from it but it is just shit still yeah. um but well, i don't I know you get, like maybe you get like this kind of paralysis you only know, get like data paralysis you know what's the thing if you're if you're real if you're an extreme optimist and an extreme pessimist, you just end up being like stuck because you can see the most amazing thing. I'm going to like, I'm actually going to just leave Doncaster and I'm going to go into live in London. I'm going to become like a star of, you know, star in on the West End or something. And at the same time, you're thinking, oh, but I'm worthless. I've got, I'm not, I'm just rubbish, everything. And da, 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 da. You know? so, maybe, maybe, so I don't know, it's the, you, end, you can very easily end up in this like this state where it's just, you're just in paralysis. You can't, you can't just commit suicide or just commit to your shit life. But also you can't commit to like, I just need to get out of here. I need to go and look, try and get a visa and go and live in Canada and fuck my parents and all the people I know. I've just got to escape from here. You know, that's what people did in the past. You know, people, you know, they, they, they were forced to have, you know, the old Tory thing about I got on a bike, you know, yeah, I, 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 I got on my bike and I looked for work. And, right. You know, you that that pull yourself up by your bootstraps like it's a terror it's a I've never, have you ever read hillbilly elegy no like it's a really great it's a really great book but you know this this kid you know his grandma you know he was just you know really as bad as bad a start as you can get in life and he is like he has this tale which is really the tale of the american dream but the american dream it's the same dream in every country just it's just been rebranded the american one mm. but it's that ability to just keep on to, to try and escape you're in this like centrifugal force of your poverty or whatever or your birth or your class but somehow you have to try and break through but the people it's the people around you will hold you there that's the problem mm, it's not like yeah. it's not like rich people holding you back it's the it's, people it's sort of like it's sort of like you know you you grow up in a small town right in england and there's or wherever and there's people that stay in a small town and then there's people that leave it's sort of like that isn't it like people just get stuck 
and everyone who's a kid especially if it's a bit of a shit town like Warrington was where I was a teenager right and it's a bit of a shit town um, it's probably not shit as Bolton that's where you grew up <laughs> isn't it? Yes. but almost no. probably quite shit and um, like there's people that left and people who didn't leave but the people who didn't leave they're still talking about leaving yeah. do you know what I mean like if they just said like oh it's alright here actually I don't mind it and they're like oh my mates and my family I'm going to stay but it's like everyone wants to leave or it talks about leaving but they don't when you go back, like, it's so nice. Everyone speaks the same accent, and you have all these memories of, of I never being go there. Back. You never go I don't back. know. I don't. I don't think I'd like it even really. I find it kind of. Actually, I do. Find I don't it have depressing. good memories actually. That from my childhood, yeah. mostly. <laughs> I, I'm like happy to be an adult, you know. Like some people sort of look back on school life or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, they were the best days." No, it's the best days are when you're an adult and you've got your freedom. Yeah. I guess maybe because maybe, maybe just people are fixed once they get to 18, they're like fixed in place. You know, they, before they know it, they're, they're got kids, they've got all this kind of, they've got a job and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like once you're signing on, it's quite hard. Like if, if, at the worst case scenario, once you've got your housing benefit and once you're signing on, all that kind of stuff, it's really hard to get out of that, that kind of, mm. that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know about that. But you can have like a really good life. Like I would have, I think if, I don't know what it was that made me not keep being on the dole. Like it doesn't really, there's no real reason why I didn't just still keep signing on. But you can have like no, a... I think it's just like the challenge of like, because you know, I've often thought about this, right? Like, because in some ways, like I, I, I could just be a professional climber. I don't need to be a coach. But like, it's like I've created a job for myself when I don't necessarily need a job. Yeah. It's probably it's a probably a good idea for lots of reasons, but then yeah, I have thought. Of, I don't know if you've ever asked yourself this question, but like, um, you know, if you, if you if you just got loads of money given to you, like, what would you do? Because because I need, I think it, it's better for your mental health, isn't it, to have direction to be yeah. like, I need to do these this stuff to earn money. <laughs> yeah, reason <laughs> you know? to reason to, to exist. Well, yeah, it's just like a project it's a challenge it's just like I mean I could just go climbing all the time I think but it it's probably better to have a job as well yeah. <laughs> I just I think I'd probably be less happy if someone gave me loads of money yeah yeah I think cause I'm, I've, I've like I've been sponsored three times I was making like enough money like a living out of it like 12 grand or whatever and all three times I, t- I stopped like that was my decision to not want to be sponsored. And I think, mm-hmm. I think, and every time I did it, it was like a crazy thing to do because you're basically removing like most of your income, but it forced you to, to have to be dynamic and try and think of new ways of, you know, like. Is that why you did it though? I think, well, part of, part, part of, his, part of it is that feeling you're not good enough to be sponsored and they're just going to get rid of you. And you know, they don't like the pressure of, of, a feeling you have perform- to do something. Yeah, performing and that kind of thing. But as but soon as you stop, you always end up doing something really amazing. Like you, you, yeah, you, yeah. you know, and you're like, shit, I should have kept on, kept on doing it. But I think that, um, I think people get soft, really. And I think that's kind of not, like once you get soft, you're not able to adapt and be flexible. And, um, you know, like, like this year, like my house bent down. You know, so I was living in Kuwait, uh, got deported. Did it from- actually 
Did it actually burn down? Yeah, our house burnt down. Um, Most people use that as a figure of speech, don't they? <laughs> no, we had some people living in it and they were praying to God with some candles and they set fire to the house. The house no right way. So, yeah, why were you living in Kuwait again? Just for, the hell, just, for the, just for the fun, just for the hell really? of it. Really? Oh, why? But, I don't know. It's like the last, the last place you'd ever want to live in the world. So it was, it was uh, interesting. What did you do there? Is that uh, like yeah. a bit of a concrete, it's just like a bit of concrete in the desert kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's a shit hole. But Why did you do that? That's so weird. Well, I, want, I wanted to move to a man. Over there. I wanted to move to a man. Okay, right. So it's like the man's better because it's good climbing. Yeah, yeah. And the people are nicer. Yeah, they are friendly in Oman, aren't they? Well, was that thing you oh, you did never... you say a man or did you say Oman? Oman. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to Saudi Arabia. That's, that's, you should go to Saudi Arabia. That's a nice place. Yeah, no. <laughs> The McDonald's, in McDonald's in Saudi Arabia, they have like curtains and all the cubicles. Like it's like a changing rooms in a shop. So you can go in there, you can take your veil off. <laughs> kind of, it's kind of weird. But, 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 yeah. I think, but I think to be flexible is, you know this thing, I think Eric Weinstein says the things about the, if you're Jewish, you have this thing about eating unleavened bread. I think he was on Joe Rogan talking about it. Like the idea that you eat the unleavened bread once a year because if you wait for the bread to rise, you could get killed. So you always... Wait, why? Because, is you know, like, it it's the person who... If you make the bread and you're waiting for it to rise, and then the Nazis come and kill you all. But if you're like, let's just go, let's just eat the bread now and go. Oh, right. Eat it now before something bad happens. Yeah, like, always be ready to... Always have loads of jewellery so you can eat it and get out of the country. Or, you know, like, this... Right, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's kind of always expecting something bad to happen yeah it's a good way of being in a way it's like being very optimistic but also very pessimistic at the, the same time like what is know. it like it, it hope for the best prepare for the worst or what yeah yeah like what's it the, <laughs> the, the 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 optimistic jews all died in concentration camps and the no the pessimistic the, the optimistic jews died in the concentration camps and the pessimistic jews ended up with their swimming pools in california mm. so there's so there's a yeah although do you not think that once you were in the, the concentration camp, like those that really like clung to life and fought and hoped to get out were the ones that survived once you were in the camp? I think, I think optimistic people die more, apparently. You think? Yeah, because I know they said, like, you, you, like in, the, in Vietnam when they had the POW camps, they said that the POWs who were like, we're going to be out by Christmas, we're going to be out by Easter, eventually their spirit was like destroyed by their optimism where yeah. people were like just keep your head down but that's not actually optimism though is it that's just lying to yourself Delusion. yeah that's the <laughs> thing i think people misuse the word optimism a lot it's like really like real kind of i guess there's that's the difference between optimism maybe and positivity so yeah. like positivity is like making the most of things no matter what happens so it's going oh, well, I don't know when we're going to be out, but, you know, I'm going to try my best to live, right? Yeah. That's, like, positivity, but optimism is like, yeah, we'll get out next week. You know, yeah, it's sort yeah. of like, that's illusion, isn't it? And then yeah. you're bound to get hurt. But if you're, if you're, like, the person that's just like, oh, yeah, I really want to live, I want to keep living because the world's so great, I'm just going to, like... It, have you seen the film um, Unbroken? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the guy in the raft that yeah. died... He was because he was just really negative, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He did stupid things like eat the chocolate on day one, and <laughs> he just already gave given up, hadn't he? 
What's that thing that wells full of like radiators and drains? You just have to stay away from drains. I don't get that. <laughs> the drains, the drains just drain your energy, and and radiators radiate energy. Oh right. Okay. You know, well, some you know some people you have them in your lives, and you're like, oh my god, like you're just draining all my energy out of me. You know, right, you're talking yeah. about this relationship that broke that broke up like ten years ago, and you're still talking about it, like. Right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's hard to know what to do with people like that, though, isn't it? What to do with people like that because, um, cut them out. Yeah, <laughs> but then it's mean, isn't it? In some ways, <laughs> I I don't know if I attract people like that in general because I don't know many people. But um, they can hang together, don't they? I guess people like that. Some of my friends attract people like that, and then they get stuck and they don't know what to do. Because the thing is, you you want to help people, don't you? You want to be compassionate and um. But I think at the no, same time, you can people. only give so much, can't you, right? It's I think like not helping people might be better. It could be better in the long run. Yeah. Like, like, to, like my dad always, when you're telling me a big problem and he'd be like, good luck with that. That's all he'll say. Mm. You know, and in a way, after a while, you stop saying things to him because what's the point? If he's mm. just going to say that and you say, I'll just have to work it out myself. Yeah. I don't know though because I think this is a bit more of a, a woman thing, female thing. But um, it's it's good to just talk about your problems sometimes, and you don't really want solutions or answers. You just want to like air them, yeah. And then you actually can just move on after that. You're just like, all oh, right, cool, yeah, get over it. But you kind of need to talk about it first. Yeah, long. I, I think don't you should, do that as much. If you have a window, you can air them. We'll we'll have this conversation once, mm. and then we can have it a second time with that set. We can't yeah, talk about yeah, it again or yeah. something. Yeah. Do Maybe you need a buzzer whenever you repeat repeat something. <laughs> You're like, eh, and then right. he's a dick, eh, and then he's still a dick. <laughs> a lot of, so I think sometimes like talking about these things is as close to being as being with that person or being in that situation that it's like the next best thing to it. Like stalking someone is the next best thing to being with someone. If you know what I mean. Right. Like, but I think human beings have really weird connections to things. Like, you know, like a child will, if a child can't, you know, be, be loved, it'll, be, it'll like misbehave because just being, someone being angry at you is the next best thing to someone loving you. Is it? Yeah. Oh, because well, it's, it's the still, worst thing would be to just be ignored. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the worst about. thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> to be not important. Not, not even important enough yeah. to, to be. But I guess that's the why you have the naughty step and you have all these... I don't know if in society what, what you have, you just get banned from everything, from Twitter and Instagram, maybe. I don't know how it would work. Deplatformed. Yeah. But don't, I, don't think we've come, I don't think we've come to any conclusions about whether climbing selfish or not. But I would say it is interesting. Uh, it's, not, it's not selfish. Oh, yeah, but we already said it just depends, doesn't it, on your mindset and your attitude and... Yeah. Um, what do you think about people just like taking massive risks and uh, because of their egos? Because they, I mean, do you think it's honourable to like walk into a mountain knowing that you might not come down? Do you think that's a great achievement or do you think it's probably just because someone's got a big ego? I don't know. I, think it's a, I don't know if the e ego is like the right word, maybe. Maybe they've, maybe they've painted this like this canvas and they're in the middle of it. And they can't escape. You know, if you only that stick, is someone's ego, right? I guess it we is. We paint a canvas of ourselves and then we have to look up it, to it. 
is ego not like a, a massive driver? You know, it's like an engine of like people doing things. Like you don't do it just for the good of your heart. You do it because you want to, like Napoleon or, you know, Gandhi or yeah, but Mother so Teresa. They also like, all the wars in the world have been caused by men's egos, probably, right? Uh, I mean, what women, what, what, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> would we not be in a bit of a better world if these people would just had slightly smaller egos? Or I don't know. I guess, I guess it's one, it's, it's maybe we wouldn't have gone to the moon, but we might have had fewer wars. Well, I, I always have this debate, you know, you know, the old debate about women, you know, women shouldn't have the vote, it's like a really old fashioned thing. In that I think that women's views, a, w- a woman's view, 75%, 70% of women see the world very differently from 70% of men. The others can kind of agree on things. Where I think yeah. that, I think that the, maybe at the moment we're not, rather, we're not, we're not making a fully feminized world and we're not making a fully mascul- masculine world. <coughs> if that makes any sense. Like, it's like no one is really happy right like women are unhappy and men are unhappy i don't know if i agree with that actually so someone said what you should have that men men should run countries and women should run like the local like councils so they run the community and they look after everybody and then men just stay out of that they're not in like the government isn't allowed to interfere with how things run in the country and they just deal with like planning railways and you know not getting into wars or whatever or getting into wars yeah i don't know i think i think you probably want men and women in not 50 50 split but you probably want some men and some women in all bits of society right because yeah uh, uh, but not as long as women aren't trying to be men and men aren't trying to be women i think that's when that went that's when things get more you know like if you try if you create like a masculine world and then women are trying to play that game at the same time that men are trying to be become fe- create a feminine world. It, you end up, no one really know, knows what that is. It's a very, it's, it's probably a very yeah. difficult thing to get into, but. I don't know if I buy into the, the idea that it's that black and white, that there's a feminine and masculine world though, because I think that so many of those ideas have just, we've been, you know, like 50 years ago, you would say that, um, business or or even teaching right 50 years ago you'd say that teaching was a male job right yeah. is what men should do and now it's that's like when it was good that's when education <laughs> was good but now you know if you say teacher you probably think of a woman right yeah um it, i think a lot of people might think that women make better teachers than men i don't know i don't mm. know about that but you know you certainly don't think that teaching is a male profession right so um our all of our ideas about what a man's world looks like are probably just being uh, aren't potentially the the most useful ideas for a best society hmm. so well someone said we what we, we we get rid of we get rid of these structures and ideas we don't replace them with anything we just leave we just leave a space and we have no real idea how to fill fill it in. Ideas of what it is to be a mother or a father or a, you know, we 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 have an epidemic of of people not knowing what the fuck they're doing at the moment, in a way. 
you know, if you look at in, in, on, all, on all the scales to do with crime and everything else, there is a things are kind of breaking down, and maybe it's because we're removing all these these structures and things. Are things breaking down, or is like crime actually lower than it was twenty years ago? So, I, well, I would argue that people don't report crime because they don't think it's worth it anymore. And crime really? is like I would I would say so, but it's because it, again you have the you you have different kind of ideas whether whether the, the misreporting or unreporting of something means it doesn't happen. Like, do you feel would you feel safer walking through Manchester on a Saturday night than you would of twenty years ago? I don't know. Yeah, a, I think so. Would you? I think so. Yeah. But I mean, it's the thing like. So like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, like, isn't it the case that we always think things are getting worse? It's some weird part of our psychology. Have you ever read any of Stinker, Steven Pinker's? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, actually, if you look. Oh, and there's that other guy as well that um, it's factfulness. Have you read that? Oh, book? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, actually, that um, it's because all our models are old and and then we, we've got a negativity bias and we watch the news, which has got a negativity bias. And actually by almost every metric you can think of, it's getting better, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, poverty is down, like, um, globally, globally poverty yeah. is down and crime is down and racism's down and like ev everything's actually getting better. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I believe that. Yeah. that we might be, more we like our radar has become more sensitive yeah and we expect more it's like the thing that people say that suicide is going down but yet i've never in my that life that might be the only thing that's going up actually suicide and depression actually i'll definitely get like girl girl young girls are committing suicide in more numbers than they ever have before mm. and also young people and there's a really good thing there's like a lag there's a lag of you know, we, we, we start seeing this, if we start seeing a problem now, you know, by the time we do anything about it, it'll be like a massive problem. So you could probably see like problems with mental health, like in the eighties coming along, but we didn't really, you know, social media, all these kind of things, but we don't really, we don't really take any notice of it because it's too big. A, maybe it's that same thing about control that we think the government's going to, we pay, we're paying the government to, to sort these things out. But it's kind of incapable of doing it. But by the time it's a problem, it's too. It can only react to the government. Where if you have your own kids, you're like, actually, I think, mm. I think like watching this. There's a program on the telly at the moment. It's his child in bed talking to his granddad on the iPad. You know, and that's kind of normalized. Mm. You know, like that is not normal. Like leaving your child in bed talking to his granddad on an iPad. That's like, you know, but things become normalized. <laughs> you don't know that how fucked up they are. You know, you can feel your mobile phone in your pocket and you don't own a mobile phone. But you have to try and, but you end up being a bit of a Luddite. Like the, the idea that everything is getting better and better and better. You know, like, like history goes up and down in waves. It's not like a continuation. Mm. So if you read, I'm reading yeah. like this book about, trying to get, get through this book about Oliver Cromwell. It's like, it's like hard work, but there's, you know, but you can see how things wax and wane. You know, Puritans mm. are in control and then they leave and people go crazy and get those drink and do all sorts of stuff. And it's, I think maybe, maybe to be like a pessimistic to take, take these things seriously, like mental health. How can you solve your own mental health problems rather than complaining that the government didn't do it? And why is someone saying you're selfish 
as a climber, you know, what, what are they doing? Like, why are they picking on you and what are they doing? You know, Mm. this idea that having fun is a, is a criminal offence, you know, it's what it feels like in the lockdown, doesn't it? Yeah, like you're not it meant to. It feels like they've banned fun as well as, as well as everything else. You can't, you can't. If you're having fun in a pandemic, then you must be evil. Yeah. You must not care about the people who are dying. You're like an antisocial. You're a, you're a wrecker or a saboteur. Yeah. It's yeah. A, I think maybe, maybe maybe the bottom line is people are just insane. Maybe maybe that's the problem. Some people can yeah. cope with it more better than others. Well, also, I think we probably just forget that we are just still animals, aren't we? And we're not hardwired to live in this modern world with all this stuff. You know, it's like we're still sort of like got that fight or flight and so like everything's primed for survival, isn't it? It's not primed to have a nice life. So, um, yeah. Is that kind of, I guess it's Ayn, there's a, that whole like, I never read any Ayn Rand, but if you read, you know, you listen to her talking, you know, she talks a lot about selfishness and how, like, I don't know, you won't be at the stage yet, but if you ever have kids and you ever have these things where you have, like, different families and they all get together, like, everyone does what they think everybody else wants to do and no one is ever happy. Where if you mm. just say, I'm going bouldering, or I'm going to go on my mountain bike, mm. I'll see you back here at five o'clock. If everyone just did that, yeah. everyone would be happy. <laughs> so it's yeah. uh, if everyone's just doing what they think everybody else wants you to do to be a good, a good person. Mm, yeah. So just yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit of a like I'll just do the my thing kind of person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's. I think you are. I think you're a happier, happier person for it. You're more yeah. able to. You're more able to give the, give a full attention when it's needed. I think instead of like splitting yourself between lots of things. Yeah. To be present. I do, well, yeah, I am like, I don't know, I, w- I was listening to this thing the other day um, that actually, because I'm someone that can kind of like procrastinate a lot and like have lots of things on at once and like I'll be supposed to be doing one thing on one tab and it takes like a few seconds to load or something and then I just switch tasks Yeah. <laughs> in that time, you know, like I think a lot of people like that, right? And um, But apparently it's not that bad a thing, but like most people that do anything creative or anything really cool they've actually got lots of different projects on at once and um yeah and like procrastination isn't um that big a problem because like in in that in those that time that you're procrastinating you actually sort of like ruminate on things and you feel like you're like problem solving in there's like background work going on in your head and then like that's when like cool ideas come out of that yeah but it's funny, isn't it, when you read stuff and you're just like, oh, yeah, cool. That means I can, it sort of like validates something you're doing that you actually <laughs> liked anyway. <And> you... <laughs> yeah, sitting watching, playing Xbox 20, 24 hours a day <laughs> yeah. for a year is, is actually quite good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. coordination. Keep doing it. Yeah. Oh, well, well, thanks for talking this, mm-hmm. this, uh, this afternoon. <laughs> I hope, hopefully I haven't driven, pulled you away from anything more interesting. No, it's been fun. I hope you haven't had any, I'll edit out any really terrible things when you were slagging off the NHS or <laughs> yeah, when I was yeah. French kissing Donald Trump or something. I'll, I'll edit those bits out. Yeah, I, well, the, the thing is, is I'm guessing that your fans that listen to uh, you talk aren't that sensitive, so... Um. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming. <laughs> um, they're, all, they're, they're very adult. They can, they can take 
it could take right. a bit of, yeah. of offense maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think oh, that's true <laughs> yeah uh, maybe yeah <laughs> okay well, all right well nice chatting to you yeah take thanks care. hazel all right bye Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.